Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest is scheduled for your listening pleasure. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Deneen, and this is my review of Impact 1000 Night 2. Now, much like Night 1 last week, very good show, very nostalgic. A lot of people from the past present, of course, whether it was backstage segments, vignettes, promos, matches, you name it, all very, very good. And, you know, I kind of regret not making my way out there for Impact 1000. It took place at the Westchester County Center in White Plains, New York, and it was honestly a two-for-one because if you went to Impact 1000, then there's a very good chance the night prior to that you went to Victory Road, uh, which is the most recent pay-per-view that took place for Impact Wrestling. And there was so much, uh, it was such a lengthy show, Impact 1000, that of course they had to split it into two separate episodes. So last week we got Impact 1000 Night 1, two-hour episode, then of course Impact 1000 Night 2, again, another two-hour episode. So it looked like whoever was there that weekend in White Plains, New York, definitely got their, their money's worth. But the, the little silver lining here that I could live with at least last month in August, I went to Philadelphia uh, for their previous pay-per-view was kind of a uh, uh, impact in New Japan Pro Wrestling's version of Forbidden Door that we've seen in AEW the last two years. It was the Multiverse United 2 show. Now, I know earlier in the year, which I didn't see that show, and it, certainly I wasn't there, uh, they did that impact in New Japan. I believe it was also at the uh, 2300 Arena, the old ECW Arena in Philly. Uh, their, their first version of that was either late winter, early spring. But I was glad to be in the building there. Not a bad seat in the house. Plenty of star power on that card. Uh, it was worth the hour trip for sure each way. So uh, I could at least have that peace of mind that I made that show, even though I wasn't able to make it here uh, for Impact 1000. But we're going to go over everything start to finish from this show. And uh, again, it was just as good as last week's uh, night one. So let's let's hop right into it here. Again, it took place at the Westchester County Center, White Plains, New York. And uh, it started off with the Ultimate X match. Now, you know this is a very uh, very old-school throwback match there. Uh, we've seen so many good ma- Ultimate X matches over the years, even earlier this year. Uh, but the contestants in this match were Speedball Mike Bailey, Ace Austin of ABC, uh, of course, Bullet Club, right? Former Impact Tag Team Champions. Uh, one half of the current uh, Impact Tag Team Champions were in this match. Zachary Wentz of the Rascals, uh, the current champion with Trey Miguel right now. And we had Alan Angels, Rich Swan, and Samurai Del Sol, formerly known as Kalisto in WWE. So early on in this match, we saw a beautiful triple moonsault. Then we had Mike Bailey and Alan Angels before we know it, uh, 20 feet in the air. I mean, it was up, up as high as you could get in this kind of match, you know, if you're familiar with the Ultimate X. And I believe uh, Samurai Del Sol was also up there at the very same time, tr- again, trying to get to that X, uh, which will give you an X Division championship opportunity uh, or an, for that title. So shortly thereafter, we saw Angels, Austin, and uh, Wentz, uh, who actually uh, met Mike Bailey up at the top. And he was very getting very close to that X. It looked like at one point Speedball was going to get the job done. Uh, but before he knew it, Wentz, as he always does, the Rascals, they're not called that uh, just for any old reason, uh, Wentz threw powder in the face of Ace Austin, making him fall. But then again, Mike Bailey kicked Wentz down as well, just uh, immediately after that. And then Angels went low and knocked him to the ground, knocking Mike Bailey to the ground. He fell as well. 
And um, but even though Angels fell as well, he got right back up quickly. He got that X, he grabbed it, and then uh, he made his way down. He nearly lost hold of it on his way down, falling into the hands of Ace Austin. That would have been something. Um, but yeah, he came down with it, and uh, you know the number one contender that uh, now for that X Division Championship is Alan Angel. So good for him. Although I don't see him winning that title right away or anytime soon. Uh, not that he's not capable, but Chris Sabin just uh, just last week or night one of Impact 1001 in what I believe was the main event, defeating Leo Rush, becoming a 10-time X Division champion. It's the second time he won this title uh, this year. And again, 10 times. And he was on the very first episode of TNA, Chris Sabin. And one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, again, on Impact 1000, winning gold. Good for him, man. I'm a big fan of Chris Sabin. So it was said that... Uh, this matchup will take place, though, this coming Thursday for that X Division Championship, Allen Angels versus Chris Saban. Highly doubt Saban's going to lose. Uh, again, just becoming a uh, you know champion for the 10th time twice in the same year, and he's only held it for a couple of weeks. So I don't see Saban losing this week, even though Angels, I do see him being a future um, X Division champion. I don't think his time is right now, but hey, hopefully uh, you know, Angels will have better luck than Kushida did at Victory Road going up against Leo Rush. Uh, where he was the ultimate X, uh, or he had the ultimate X rather, and it didn't uh, end up as a successful quote unquote cash in. So, uh, moving on from that, we had a brief match here Dirty Dango with Alpha Bravo versus Jake Something. Now, Jake Something returned a couple of months ago. Dude is in phenomenal shape, looks incredible. Uh, not much to say about this match. It was very brief. Jake Something got the victory uh, over Dirty Dango. Again, he looks incredible. And uh, I would love to see him in some title contention very soon. You know, I'm not sure what title I'd like to see him go after, but I would definitely like to see him in the uh, title hunt somewhere. Heading backstage here, we have Steve Macklin saying, when I start something, I intend to finish it. And he says he guesses the war machine, uh, talking about Rhino, has little life uh, left in him, but he's going to end Rhino's career uh, because of what happened, what transpired last week. And uh, just as that was said, out of nowhere, Rhino hit Macklin with a gore for the second consecutive week. Uh, last week, it was in the ring, costing Macklin his briefcase that went to the outside, landing directly in the hands of Moose. Uh, talk about right place, right time. So uh, Moose got that opportunity for the feast or fired that we'll get to in a little bit, and it ended up working out pretty good for Moose. He's got an opportunity coming up for gold in the very near future. Um, so suddenly, we saw the director of authority uh, come out of nowhere, uh, Santino Morella. He was uh, very upset, to say the least, with Rhino uh, for causing havoc backstage, taking... Uh, again, uh, Macklin out. He put him right through a bunch of uh, equipment uh, in the back. And, and Morella said, uh, so, you know, what are you doing? Well, you know, what's happening here? And he, uh, Rhino tells Santino Morella, look, Macklin tried to end my career. And so I plan to do the very same uh, to him, followed by a few expletives. And uh, again, this should make for a very good match and feud in the coming weeks. Their next pay-per-view, I want to say, is October 21st, uh, Bound for Glory. So maybe we'll see Macklin and Rhino, uh, you know, have a match there, culminate there. I do think these two will meet in the ring prior to. You, you have, you know, better part of a month. I don't know if they're going to have a scheduled matchup. I don't believe they have a match scheduled for this Thursday, but I'm sure we'll be seeing these two, uh, you know, cross paths in the very near future. Going to the next matchup we had here, Kenny King, the current Impact Digital Media Champion versus Eric Young. Now, Kenny King came out, as he always does, with Sheldon Jean, and Eric Young came out with Scott Demore, Impact Wrestling President. Now, the very first episode opened up with Team Canada, and so Scott Demore made sure he made his way out there waving the Canadian flag with O Canada uh, playing in the background during Eric Young's entrance, 
And uh, that was cool to see. So Santino Morello recently, I believe it was on night one of Impact 1000, uh, gave the returning Shark Boy a title of Deputy Director of Authority, basically his assistant. And, um, you know, Shark Boy made his way out to restart the match as a tag team match because things were getting dicey in the very beginning. Um, so we got to see... Uh, Got to see Scott Demore, Impact uh, Wrestling President, with uh, Eric Young going up against Kenny King and uh, Sheldon Jean. I thought it was funny seeing Shark Boy uh, put the president of Impact Wrestling in a tag team match. Uh, but nonetheless, it wasn't the first time Scott Demore has wrestled this year, just a few months ago. I think, uh, what was it, at Emergence? Uh, he was in the ring not too long ago. So after that, uh, things got crazy again. We got to see Diener and Khan of the design come out. They interfered. We got to see Shark Boy yet again make an announcement. Uh, to restart this match, and then Sharkboy introduced America's Most Wanted. Talk about a throwback. We got to see the Cowboy James Storm and Wildcat Chris Harris, six-time tag team champions, uh, making this an eight-man tag team matchup. Now, look, this was a lot of fun. Wrestlers from the past, from the present, uh, mixing it up in this match. Served its purpose. Episodes all about nostalgia, good times, good wrestling, even a couple laughs at times. Uh, paying homage to Impact Wrestling over the last two-plus decades. The match ended with a pile driver from Eric Young to Sheldon Jean to get the victory. And so I guess you could say the good guys won this one. Now, this was kind of fun here. Uh, we, this was a feast or fired segment backstage. We got to see the, the host of Busted Open Radio's uh, Dave LaGreca host this with the f- uh, four gentlemen that had briefcases, one from the previous week of night one, uh, Impact 1000. So feast or fired we had here. They started with, um, I believe they started with Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve's briefcase opened up. Uh, when he opened that up, it held a digital media title opportunity. Uh, so, of course, he uh, acted all kinds of crazy, saying all kinds of ridiculous things. I mean, it's in his name. And uh, he's just happy to have a title opportunity in some capacity. So maybe we'll see him mix it up uh, with Kenny King in the very near future. And the second one to open up a briefcase was Moose. Now, uh, he was there with Brian Myers. They've been a tag team for the last couple of months, and they were hoping uh, collectively for uh, a tag tag title opportunity. Uh, I know at least certainly Brian Myers was. So it was good news for Moose, but not for Brian Myers, because when Moose opened his briefcase, uh, he held a world title opportunity. So, of course, he's uh, ecstatic. We'll see who the uh, champion is by the time he gets to the champion. Currently, of course, as it's been for the past couple of months, Alex Shelley has been holding the gold. Uh, so we'll see about that. Uh, next up, we had ABC, a bullet, a bullet club. We had uh, uh, Chris Bay holding the briefcase along with Ace Austin, Chris Bay, uh, opened it up, and it held a world tag team title opportunity. Of course, the one that Myers and Moose were hoping to get. And, uh, yeah, so to be honest with you, I was upset when ABC uh, lost their titles a little over a month ago. And um, so hopefully they could get them back from the Rascals. Final briefcase that we saw here, uh, Yuya Yumayura held this briefcase, and they kind of knew uh, what was in store because the way it goes is uh, one of these briefcases, unfortunately, uh, have the words fired written in it. And so being that the, the first three briefcases were the Impact Digital Media Championship Opportunity, uh, Impact World Championship Opportunity, and then, of course, the Impact World Tag Team Title Opportunity, uh, the writing was on the wall. Yuya and Joe Hendry, who have been pairing up as a tag team uh, relatively recently as well, uh, were both very out of sorts and unhappy, uh, to say the least. So they opened it up knowing the inevitable, and, of course, Yuya Yumayor was fired. And so um, that was very, very sad to see. Yuya, as a matter of fact, it was announced uh, announced on Impact 1000 before the show ended that he'll be having a goodbye ceremony taking place this Thursday 
uh, on the upcoming episode of Impact Wrestling. So unfortunate, but that's the way it went. I did enjoy that segment, though, collectively. Uh, a lot of fun. So next up, we have Trey Miguel with Zachary, uh, Zachary Wentz. Again, the Rascals, the Impact World Tag Team Champions. Uh, now, Trey Miguel was going one-on-one with Josh Alexander. Very good match. Both of these guys can go. We know that. Um, per usual, the Rascals were up to no good, looking to cheat, as they always do, uh, towards the end. But Alex Shelley, the Impact World Champion, uh, made his way ringside and took out Wentz. Now we're back in the ring. Josh Alexander hits uh, Miguel with his finisher, Divine Intervention. It's a C4 spike. And into the mat for the 1-2-3. Post-match, Alexander gets on the mic and says, Thank you uh, for being in my corner tonight to Alex Shelley. Uh, he says, However, I could have used it last week and that emergence. So a bit of a backhanded compliment, to say the least. Shelley gets on the mic and said, um, but you didn't get it, meaning you did not get my help previously to tonight. And uh, he goes, don't get your signals mixed up. I want it to hurt them, not necessarily help you. Alexander says, it's good you're here, so I can tell you this to, uh, face-to-face. I'm taking back my championship, and I'm doing it on the biggest stage at Bound for Glory, October 21st. Uh, now, this was the title that Alexander never lost, Um he had to relinquish it due to injury this past March. I remember it was just a, a few weeks before uh, WrestleMania weekend, and um, that was a very unfortunate uh, happening. So this should be a good one. Again, Bound for Glory, a little less than a month away, taking place in Chicago. A uh, match was made official shortly thereafter. And uh, another match I know that's set to take place that was also announced on this episode of Impact 1000 Night 2, uh, Will Ospreay going up against Speedball Mike Bailey. That should be a really good one. So I, there was a little segment after this where uh, I know that uh, Mike Bailey proposed a match uh, to Jonathan Gresham, both of them pretty much baby faces these days, uh, to go one-on-one at some point. Gresham agreed to it. Again, I'm sure it's going to deliver, and that was also made official, um, I believe, for this Thursday. So that should be a good match, Speedball Mike Bailey and Jonathan Gresham. So now heading backstage, the good hands ask the Rascals when they'll be receiving their promised tag title opportunity. Uh, Wentz shouts that it's not a good time right now, being that Trey Miguel had just lost to Josh Alexander not too long ago, so they weren't in the best of spirits. Uh, Then comes along the ABC, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, the new rightful owners of a tag title opportunity briefcase. Um, And and they said, you know, so whenever they choose, uh, they will get that opportunity at the Rascals, and I really hope that they do. And so that will be very interesting. I'm assuming that we're going to get ABC challenging the Rascals at Bound for Glory. I think that's a great stage to see those two teams go at it because uh, all four of the men, uh, all four of these men are just amazing uh, in the ring, in singles and tag team, but specifically tag team, this is going to be a lot of fun, regardless who comes out victorious. So now let's make our way to the main event. This is something I had been looking forward to for the past week, ever since it was announced on Impact 1000's Night 1. Uh, talk about uh, nostalgia to the absolute utmost and a, a great way to honor women's wrestling. Um, say what you want about Impact Wrestling, but if you actually are familiar with their product, regardless of how many people they hold in their venues, uh, this women's roster is very good. And people may say, oh, but they can't keep people there. They keep a great nucleus. I know a lot of people, a lot of women uh, specifically bounce uh, for Im- to Impact Wrestling. It's kind of like a purgatory, right? Whether they're released from uh, WWE or NXT or they make their way over from AEW, but then they either go back to WWE or go to AEW and so on. And yes, that does happen a lot. I do understand that. But this women's division collectively always finds a, w- a way to replenish themselves. So you cannot sleep on this division. Um, again, they brought back a ton of people from the past in this match. 
And so, of course, they had to have a baby faces uh, versus heels uh, type of deal for this match. Now, some of the women that were involved in this match uh, were as follows. We had, uh, on the baby face side of things, we had Jordan Grace, Mickey James, Gail Kim, Awesome Kong, and the Impact Knockouts champion Trinity going up against Deanna Perrazzo. Tasha Steeles, Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, and Angelina Love, one half of the beautiful people. And um, Velvet Sky was there, though. She was there ringside, as well as Jay Vidal, uh, who is always with Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans. This one was good, folks, and I'm going to break it down to the best of my ability here. So we have Baby Faces versus the Heels. Uh, again, seven-time and first-ever Knockouts champion Gail Kim uh, lacing up the boots for this one, so that's how you knew it was a big night. This is the type of match you put together in a video game. You know, it's kind of like a fantasy booking dream match type of deal uh, with all these women involved. It really was cool to see them in the ring. Again, Gail Kim, awesome Kong. Um, unheard of. And always great to see Mickey James. Love Mickey James. Uh, this, was, this was really good, seeing a bunch of different eras clash all at once. So starting off this match, we had Trinity and Angelina Love uh, going one-on-one. -on -one. Then we got to see Jordan Grace and Giselle Shaw go at it. Grace ducked out and kicked her teammate, Savannah Evans. That was a big deal, a little miscommunication, especially those two were usually uh, very much so on the same page, being that they've been rolling together the last couple of months. So um, shortly after that, we got to see Mickey James going face-to-face -face with Tasha Steeles. Now you got to remember, Steeles defeated James last year at Sacrifice to win the Knockouts Championship uh, for the very first time. So they have some brief history there. We saw Gail Kim and Giselle Shaw go at it. Then Perrazzo got to go to Gail Kim. Uh, awesome Kong took out Shaw, Love, Perrazzo, Steeles, and then met Evans. Uh, two Titans going at it, seeing Savannah Evans um, and going one-on-one -on -one with Awesome Kong for just a bit there. Then we saw Gail Kim with a top rope spot, taking out all the ladies on the outside. Awesome Kong choke slams Giselle Shaw, then hits her with, uh, I believe, what's called the implant buster, finishing maneuver for the win. Great to see the baby faces win. Of course, you know, I'm a big baby face guy. Uh, I think those were the rightful winners, though. Um, and very emotional after the victory. Uh, awesome Kong. Again, I know she had an appearance at what I believe was NWA 73 two years ago. It was August, September uh, pay-per-view. And on that very first night of NWA in power, um, they, well, it was two night pay-per-view, right? The very first night was NWA in power, the all women's pay-per-view. And then night two was NWA 73 in, in, in Missouri, I believe. So anyway, Gail Kim and Awesome Kong had a warm embrace in that ring two years ago. And we all thought, hey, uh, although it wasn't a wrestling match, it was just them speaking heart to heart how they felt about one another. Uh, they hugged it out. Uh, awesome Kong was crying a whole lot. Uh, Gail Kim was very emotional. And I thought that was the last time we'd ever see them in the ring. And so just, you know, two plus years later, uh, getting to see them on the very same team wrestling in a five on five uh, matchup past and, and present all involved. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, you know, Awesome Kong, she was brought to AEW when they began in 2019. Um, the last time I remember seeing Awesome Kong lace up the boots was when she had uh, Brandy Rhodes kind of as her manager and a br very brief stint, you know, might have been, again, when AEW began in 2019, early 2020. And then I think by the time COVID hit, uh, Awesome Kong was done uh, with AEW. I guess she decided this full-time schedule type of deal is just a bit too much for her. And I respect that at that stage of her career. Um, so again, this was very good to see. Post-match, the beautiful people attacked Jay Vidal and put a brown paper bag on Jay's head, a signature of what they did during their run in TNA. Overall, quality show, feel-good show. Um, picked up right where they left off from the first half of Impact 1000. 
Uh, nothing but good things to say in regards to that. Now, uh, Impact Wrestling, their, uh, their social media, right? Shortly after the show was over, uh, they posted a picture um, as, the, as the, the winning team, the babyfaces, held up their hands. Gail Kim, Awesome Kong, uh, Trinity, Mickey James, and uh, who am I forgetting here? And, of course, Jordan Grace, right? And when they were all holding up their hands in victory, they zoomed in on Trinity and Mickey James. And, of course, Trinity's holding up her hands uh, with her championship, her knockouts championship, and multi-time knockouts uh, champion Mickey James uh, was looking up at the title. So Mickey James wasn't too fond of Impact posting that on their social media. So uh, she wrote out shortly thereafter, I need to talk to the Impact Wrestling social media team. I see you. You kind of did me dirty there. So uh, giving, you know, maybe that's some early foreshadowing, giving it away that Mickey James, uh, even though she's a baby face at this very moment in time, as is Trinity, uh, just might want an opportunity at that knockouts championship. Hey, look, uh, that's, that's a match I would love to see. I don't recall them having a program in WWE, at least nothing of significance, certainly not with the title involved. Uh, so look, if you're going to line up Trinity and Mickey James, whether it's sometime in 2023, early 2024, uh, let's do it, because I am completely 110% on board for that that pairing. Now, it was announced that at Bound for Glory on October 21st in Chicago, uh, they will honor the iconic, incomparable announced team, as they wrote on their social media account, of Mike Tanay and the late Don West, who passed away uh, recently. I believe it was early 2023 or late 2022. And uh, they will be inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame. Uh, so that's that's great breaking news. Uh, that we had just found out. Uh, great way to honor them, too, honestly. So, geez, I remember following Mike Tanay, uh, Mike Tanay from his WCW days. You know, Tony Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Mike Tanay, uh, you name it. So, uh, on, on Nitro and all that. So, uh, good for them. Very, very uh, nice to hear. And, yeah, that pretty much does it for Impact 1000 Night 2. So, uh, if you caught the show, or at least caught, you know, one of the episodes, one or two, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it took you back. Even if you're not a... Uh, a constant impact fan. I'll be honest with you. I, I wasn't a big TNA guy back in the day. Uh, I've, when I got back into wrestling many years ago, I caught up on what I had missed, you know, the heyday, you know, whether it was uh, sting, Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash, um, who else? Scott Steiner, right? Uh, so many others. Booker T was there, the main event mafia, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, of course, Bully Ray, Devon. So, I mean, the list goes on. And of course, the, the entirety of the women's division, which I named a lot during that mo uh, most recent uh, main event at Impact 1000 Night 2. So, um, you know, it, it's just a lot of fun to watch this. If you were an actual fan of pro wrestling, it was worth tuning into uh, either of these shows the last couple of weeks. So uh, that just about does it here, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the Turnbuckle Topics podcast. I'm your host, Pat Deneen, and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Got a question for Pat? Send him an email at turnbuckletopics at gmail.com. That's turnbuckle, T-O-P-I-X, at gmail.com. Find him on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at turnbuckletopics. Thanks for listening to the Turnbuckle Topics Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. If you like the show, help others find out about it. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for another episode of Turnbuckle Topics. See you then.